This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the Ajima Show. It's your host, Peter Kim. And I am Unji Kim. And this is, you guys, I can't believe it's May 15th. We are going to be in Chicago in less than a month. I know. Ah! <laughs> get everyone in the Chicago land, get tickets, get your friend, and come out to the Steppenwolf Lookout Series. Yes. Unji and I will be doing a live Ajma show at, um, at the Steppenwolf 1700 Theater, June 12th, 3 p.m. All right. It's $20. It's, yes. It's $20. If you cannot afford it, message us. We will find other fans that can. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, we want you to come. So if you can't make it, we have comp. I think we could do comps and stuff, right? Sure. Like, yeah. We'll figure it out. I'll pay for some of your tickets, maybe two or three. So come on out. <laughs> <laughs> also, tickets, anyway, will, tickets yeah. will be going live on Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday. so don't buy them yet. Don't buy them yet, but put it in your calendar tonight. Mm-hmm. Put it in your calendar. Be like, Ajima Show is coming. If you've been to the uh, the one in Chicago, what was it now? Three years ago? God damn. It was so much fun, you guys. It, it really was so was. much fun. We do stand up at the top, and then uh, we have a local comedian come out. Uh, open for us. Uh, we have a little bit of like community, Chicago community, Korean stuff happening, a live kick ass Korean. Like, it's going to be so much fun, you guys. Less than a month away. So go get those tickets Wednesday night, but put it in your calendar right now. Okay. And also, DC, 17th through the 20th, we will be in DC, Washington, DC. So please, East Coasters, come on out to the DC Comedy Loft. Uh, Unji and I will be doing stand up Friday, Saturday, two shows a night. And then Sunday, we will be doing an Ajima show live for DC. (sighs) Exciting. We're really doing it. Really doing it. All right, let's dive into Kick Ass Koreans. Okay. Today, my Kick Ass Koreans, Mm -hmm. I have Koreans, are are a duo. And, um, well, I don't know if they are a duo, but they are business partners. Okay. They're best friendies. Uh huh. Um, from uh, the LA area, and um, they're both superstars. It's Dumbfounded and Anderson Pack. Oh yes! And uh, uh, congratulations to Big Dummy Productions, which was created uh, and launched just recently um, in association with uh, Transparent Arts, which is like a global music and entertainment company. Very exciting for Dumbfounded. Um, Big Dummy's first project, uh, previously announced, is K-Pops, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Anderson Pack, and Pack, uh, and will be starring him and his son Soul Rashid. What a fucking cool name! And and they're gonna be, you know, it's a production company championing Asian American stories. It's fucking cool to see these Koreans out here doing it. DDK out here doing it. You know what I mean? Ken Jung out here doing it. <laughs> The Koreans are out here doing it. John Cho writing little, uh, not little, a young young adult books. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost said little kid books, but like they were like teenager, tween books, YA. Um, Will Yoon Lee out here, 
you know, on the good doctor. I don't know if he's autistic or not, but some he's dealing with autism. There's a lot. It, 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 these pe- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're out here doing API month. I'm proud of our Koreans is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I, yes, I read that news. It was very exciting, especially yeah. having been following Dumbfounded. I mean, he was probably one of our first kick-ass Koreans. Kick-ass Koreans back in 2017. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just has been doing it. And it's a, a part of that sort of like vibrant, like um, East Coast, like sort of sensibility. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a East Coast sensibility and a West Coast body. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly, like it's, um, yeah, it's been really exciting to see his uh, development online and yeah. his like reach change. It's exciting. Yeah. All right. So kick ass career. Kia to him. Kia, kia. Kia. Um, my kick-ass Korean is going to be a throwback, a historical figure. Um, oh. His name is Sammy Lee. Sammy Lee. Sammy Lee. He was uh, the first Asian-American man to win an Olympic gold medal for the United States. Whoa. Yes. This what kinda- was the sport? Diving. Whoa. In 1948. Whoa! In London, it's that's cr- it, crazy. It's crazy. So he was born in uh, Fresno. Sammy Lee. Wow. Sammy, um, and Samuel Lee, and he was born in Fresno to Korean parents. They yeah. owned a chapsui restaurant. His father had a degree in civil engineering from Occidental College, uh, and opened up a. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know it's crazy. He was fluent in English and Korean, tutored French, right? This is what I thought was an incredible detail. His parents had moved to Highland Park, a neighborhood of L.A., um, and at the time, Latinos, Asians, and uh, African-Americans were only allowed to use the pool in Pasadena on Wednesdays. Oh, wow. <laughs> on what was called, quote, International Day. The day wow. before it was because it was because it was the day before the pool was scheduled to be drained and Dra- refilled and cleaned. and cleaned. Oh my god! So we got the last day. Yeah, and so and, and so and 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 then the white people would be guaranteed clean water. Clean water after the coloreds have gone. Exactly, in. and because he Ugh. needed a place to practice and couldn't uh, use a public pool, his coach uh-huh. ultimately dug a pit in his backyard and filled <gasps> it with sand. To dive in? To dive in. Oh my god. Just like jumping in a fucking sandy pit. <laughs> Wait, filled it with sand? Filled it with sand. What the fuck? How wouldn't that kill you? <laughs> if you do- dove into sand? I mean, and, and because it didn't kill him, it only made him stronger. I mean, like, I don't know. It's hey. like fucking crazy. Um, and then what's crazier? Wow. Okay, so he went to London in 48, okay? He graduated from high school, was a student athlete at Occidental, uh, got an undergrad, and then went to UC, uh, UC, uh, USC School of Medicine, where he received his medical degree in 1947. Wait, so, so he, he got, he got was his a, medical degree, degree and then he became an Olympic diver gold medalist? Correct. I'm, I give up. I just <laughs> 
<laughs> I this, give up. This is what can we do now? How do we? Why are you breathing this kick? <laughs> I mean, this bitch went dived into sand and then got a became a doctor. I mean, it's just like one of these fucking. This is unfair. I is, I don't even know how to react to this story. I mean, it's truly crazy. no wonder we don't talk about him. <laughs> It's fucking annoying. Yeah. Um, so he, what's even crazier, so that he he uh, becomes the first person of color to capture the U.S. national championship in diving. He uh, wins again in San Diego. And then he, uh, in, he after he, when he won in uh, London, he became the second Asian American um, to earn a gold medal for the U.S. behind Vicky Draves. Who had won the gold medal two days earlier in springboard diving? So everything is happening in diving because I'd imagine most of the stuff is happening because these are West Coast Asians, right? And um, And maybe white people didn't want to dive. They were like, "No, that's scary. You guys do it." (laughs) (laughs) But what's crazy is so he went and became a major in the U.S. Army Medical Corps, where he was expected to serve in the Korean War. Oh, God. But he was instead sent to compete in the Olympics in Helsinki. Okay. And he won. Whoa, he won again. Yes. He won two back-to-back. He's the first. That's better than going to the Korean War. He's the first man to ever win back-to-back gold medals in platform diving. Whoa, cool. So so then he goes back into the army, serves in South Korea between 53 and 55, where he specializes in diseases of the fucking war. Oh, and he God. wins an award, which is annually awarded uh, by the Amateur Athletic Union to the most outstanding amateur athlete in the U.S. What's crazy is he wins. He, at this point, he has won two Olympic gold medals, faces housing discrimination in Garden Grove in California. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So um, they won, right? They, they tried to have uh, discourage him or not allow him to buy in their neighborhood. Uh, there was a petition by neighbors. They won. In so Garden he, Grove? Yes. And now Garden Grove is Asian as fuck now. Correct. It's like the most Vietnamese place. It's like, like New Saigon there. He, so in the end, he did win. <laughs> so um, at the time, he did not. He became wow. an ENT doctor. I mean, this is a specialty. Ear, nose, and throat. This is only PPOs. Oh, yeah. And so he, you know what I mean? This bitch is winning, mm-hmm. thriving. He was a medical doctor until retiring in 1990. Now, what's even crazier is that after his diving career, he helped coach two-time uh, diving gold medalist Bob Webster. And then he coached Greg Luganis, who lived with him before winning a silver at the 76 Olympics. Wow. Yes. I, what a, I mean... This person has done more than any, like any of us will ever do combined. <laughs> yeah. This one life. Like how? They I didn't mean, have TV. Yeah. They didn't have TV. That's what happens. And you just gotta... there's, there's actually nothing extraordinary about his story. He didn't have TV. Uh-huh. He didn't have TV. That's our cross to bear. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Sammy Lee. Key. Is it crazy? That was the most excellent kick-ass Korean you've ever brought. And don't you ever do that to me again. (laughs) It was, I mean, reading it. 
And we've talked a lot about how when you're the first, all these like the exemplar, there's a burden of it. And this like guy living in this time, I was just reading about his life. I was just like, in any other time, he could have been something like I can't imagine like what he could have been. You know, but due to his circumstancing in this moment in time, like if he was, if he was alive now, he would be our Elon Musk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He'd be president. Terror- terrorizing be- Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows, right? Like, it's just when you yeah. look at the story and the circumstances and what he was able to, the distance he was able to go, mm-hmm. it's just really mind boggling. You know? Yeah, it's incredible. And then to look at the dates, the 1948 is what really got me. Like, just that era here. I mean, this is just, think about it, it's just years, a couple of years after the internment camps. Like, yeah. he's living in uh, California, like, during all of that time. That's when he's training, mm-hmm. it's for those formative years. I mean, all of it is so deeply fucked up. Yeah, it must have been hard. It must have been, but just like, it's a type of, reality that asian americans we're dealing with a very different sort of reality now but it's like of a scope and of a magnitude that's hard to um i can't really yes wrap my mind around it correct yeah yeah and you know what i don't want to (laughs) (laughs) and that's their that's the gift that their generation gave to us is that i could be flippant and i could be a little bitch Because they didn't have, they didn't have no TV. They yeah. were so no bored. screens, no Adderall, <laughs> no Instagram. They're not self-checking. They're not like fucking in a complete, you know, spiral of both a mixture of over-educated ennui mm-hmm. and an under-educated depression. <laughs> we're all like we're. We're this is a mix. Uh, this is a toxic vile mix. Our generation is. It's true. And I'm. I mean, by our gen- generation, I mean millennials. Mm-hmm. I think the Gen Z are way better off than we are. They're just like more removed from the toxicity of our parents. Mm-hmm. You know, like your son is doing great. He <laughs> seems happy, hunky dory. The bitch is smiling nonstop on your Instagram post. Like I never see him in a bad mood. Oh, well, of course like, you don't post it. Of course you don't not. post it. Yeah. But that would be you know psychotic. what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see. I want to see a mom just post all the nasty shit. Like, oh my god, look at this creep. <laughs> That's what my comedy keep, is for. He keeps stretching his penis around. <laughs> now you had so much diarrhea today. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so much diarrhea oh so, that sucks yeah because <laughs> my dog right. has diarrhea and i'm like oh this is the worst thing in the world and then you're and then you think about a child having yeah. diarrhea it's like that's uh, and, and, uh, and a child that has diarrhea unconscionable a, a child who has diarrhea and also is old enough to complain about it like oh purple like he's like he's like belly yeah. aching and yeah, talking yeah. about how his like stomach is gurgling. Oh no, it's a emergency. Uh, Things are matters are urgent. Like you know, <sighs> the gift and curse of self-expression. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then and, and it brings it all back. It's true. Sammy Lee was extraordinary, but also he had no television. Yeah. He does not have sort of uh, the ennui that we are forced to grapple with. No, he ha- he doesn't know what FOMO is. Like you know what? Actually, he had the it big- easy. He had a gut. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, 
what a fucking bitch. Why didn't he do more? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should have gotten that house at Garden Grove. Um, <laughs> could have been a pioneer in yeah. housing discrimination. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Welcome to AAPI Month. <laughs> Get brought to you by the Ajima Show again. Don't know why you listen, but you choose to do it. You must, you must like being, you must like feeling better than people, because I feel like people who listen us. to us, yeah. yeah, they're like these two are fucking nuts and out of control. And with that, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll bring it back. All right, we're back. I <laughs> I did something this week that I haven't done in a very long time. Oh, what? Long form improvisation. <gasps> <laughs> Look your face. <laughs> Peter. I know. I know. It feels it felt wrong. Wait, how long was the set? It was two acts. Oh, wow. So that tells you everything. It was like 45 minutes an act. It was 45 minutes way per too long. act? Per act. This show is always like this. I haven't done this show in a long time. It's called The Gale. It's at the Ground Leagues. It's gay people improvising. Yes, I remember and, this when you first moved out there. Yes. And it was one of the first shows I did. And this is, I did it again on Monday. And why? Because you and I remember a couple episodes ago, we were talking about improv. And it's like, oh, when improv is good, it's just so good. And it's just like the yes, best feeling in the world. And it really you really is. feel like you're like in flow and mm-hmm. locked in. And you and these other people on stage are experiencing a higher consciousness that you get to tap into. And all of that beautiful stuff. Um, what we did Monday was none of that. <laughs> it was. Nine crazy faggots just running around, <laughs> clapping each other out, and there's no tagging. It's clapping. If you want to get into a scene, you go, and then you go, Shut you, you leave, you stay. Shut up. Hi, mom. Like it is so bad. Wait, you clap it is, and you point to people. It's really. I don't understand why they continue to want to do the clap because it's just not. It doesn't work. It, it's just not conducive to editing. No. It, it, it's, Chicago does it so much more elegantly. Yeah. And Chicago does it so well, like where you, you don't even need to touch each other. Yes. We could just like wave. wave. Yeah. Or not even like just start taking, going downstage and taking, se- and then the other people are listening. So they leave, you know, like yes. it's that kind of like, it, I don't know. I don't want to suck Chicago's I mean, usually, dick, but like, uh, no, but there's no, true. there's no long form improv like Chicago. I mean, and we all can, know that. And you can move downstage, you can move upstage, and point to one person, and everyone yeah. else will know to move off stage. Yes, it's it's a we treat it like a sport, like mm-hmm. we're engaged. It's a living organism. Yeah, <laughs> this is not that. <laughs> Wait, explain to me how it can be forty-five minutes. It's nine minutes. loud gay people. And you're saying forty-five minutes per per act. act, and then it's like all these like structured things involved. It's so, it's so not Chicago. It's like it's so not organic. It's it hurts. It's game heavy. Um. Yes. Yes. Okay. There's like almost no scene work happening. It's like just joke, 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 joke. Which, as a joke yes. writer, I love. But it's not good improv. No. 
it's not good. Imp- it doesn't sustain much. Like, you know, we're just like selling out laughs over okay. and over again, yeah. which like is, is its own thing. Sure. You know, like so um, anyway, <laughs> it, 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 it really brought me back to like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like the Chicago improv that happens like and I, I and I always make the mistake of trying to like redo it here and even the other day I was talking to some other friends and it was like should we just like start like I don't know like a show once a month like just us and just improvise and whatever and ooh. then we're all like ooh that sounds fun that yeah. sounds fun and then and then you know I go to something like this and I'm like nope shut it down I hate it <laughs> I don't want to have anything to do with that. <laughs> it's just not good improv. It's like, it's fun to like see my friends there and mm-hmm. like we crack and have a beer afterwards. But um, it's, yeah, it's just not the good stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's I miss just, the good stuff. Because there really is quite nothing, nothing quite there's like no, good, <sighs> like, like it. I mean, I am talking even like the best stand up set or whatever. Like if it's yes. like three to four people really just ha- doing it on an improv mm. stage, and the really um, tough, clicked in. It's and it's a hard oh. thing for people to hear about because it's something and it sounds fucking lame, but it is uh, honestly it's something that you can only experience in the room. Like it's just it's ephemeral. It's ephemeral, and that's why it yeah. feels so special, and that why you're yes. there. It's why you laugh so deeply. You are a part of the moment. You're connected to it. Connected to it. Without you, it doesn't exist. Like, yeah. All of it is so special and magical. The audience did not have to even be there on Monday. Yes. Trust. Like, (laughs) for for our show, we did not even need the audience. And my coworker came out. My coworker came out to see it. And I was like, don't come. (laughs) But he came out to see, like, the gay. It's like the. There's. It's like Hollywood gays. Okay. So there's like. I don't know, famous gays that like play. Okay. That that are not famous. You know you know what I'm saying? Like they're just like gay famous. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, do you know who Jimmy Fowley is? No. Exactly. But he's like gay famous. Okay. You know what I mean? So like he came out to see him and of course me and blah blah. So like I, I don't know if he like came out to see good a good show particularly. I think he just came out to see like the famous people he likes. I mean that's like um, so much of what uh, going to see live things now is. Yeah, especially live oh, comedy. I don't like it. <laughs> I hate it. It's just like, what is this? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it is starting to happen a lot with Twitter people. Yeah, yeah, like TikTokers. Yes. And, yeah. TikTok yeah. specifically, correct. Yeah. Like it's just you um, know. But, I mean, like you let me. I mean, people that go to these things, I would love to know more about like how you feel about the experience, especially if it's not amazing. You know what I mean? Let us know. Like I love. I like. Yeah. I as a as a non comedian, let us know like what it's like to go to one of these. And it's like it's not that it would the show is bad per se. But let's no. say it's not as great as their videos. Do you care, or is it? Just, I mean, I imagine yeah. it's like going to like. Um, I don't want to compare it to David Sedaris specifically, but like a David Sedaris reading, right? Sure. Like you go, you go because he's your fave. He makes the content you love and adore, and you come back for. Okay. And then you go, and then he does a little reading. He's 
charming and he's funny and he's, you know, self-effacing and da da da. And you have a night out of town, you have a little drink afterwards and you go home and you fuck or whatever. You know, like you <laughs> you relieve the babysitter. It's like a night out. Yeah. It's like an event. Sure. Right? I, I imagine that was what like if I were to go to a TikToker that I follow. Yeah. Which I would never go to I would never go watch a TikToker I follow because I only follow like hot dads on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, mean, I would never like go watch a hot dad do something. Like I, I don't know if that's I just like it that I'm just on the toilet watching. You know what I mean? Like that's that's exactly. what my, my relationship is. with all the TikTok people is strictly through the phone and the app specifically. I don't want to meet you. I don't want to meet you. I actually do. I actively want to know less about your life. You know? I, yes, I want you it, to do it, the, the thing fact that I, want that I you don't to do. know who you are love. is the love. thing that I love about love. you. Love. Yes, there's a distance. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. There's an anonymity. And- it's almost like getting to have a friend that knows everything about one very specific thing with none uh-huh. of the emotional labor of having an actual friend. Boom. That's exactly it. You That's exactly it's yes, one hundred percent. And you don't want to. And once they start going like, you guys, this is not the usual content I do. I just really want to talk about. It. I'm like, no, nope. swipe. Done. <laughs> I'm true. Like it's like, and and you know what? It's my fault. I don't want to that. I don't want to know you as a three dimensional <laughs> person. That's on me. Please too. Please do and speak your truth honestly. Like yeah. I, yeah. I hope to be like that as well. I, we all. These are all our truths as content creators. <laughs> I get it. You know, but content creation as a uh-huh. job specifically being talked about um, online also is like very interesting to me because it's such a good new job. Mm-hmm. And like, the I way mean, we, we do it. We do. You but and I. But it's like it's the people that just do this, like co- create content for the app. And for uh. Instagram and only for th- and like don't uh, aren't like trying to branch off into anything else i actually like that i mean they understand what i I do too i was just about to say like i really like that that they know Mm -hmm. and that's like that's actually very reassuring to me i I agree and you know sometimes it could feel very niche like why are you doing anything else but um i don't know that's something that i feel like you and i don't have no um which is like a, a, a special um, skill. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, because all we really have is like talking shit. Um, we have no skills. <laughs> we have no skills. What do we have? All we have is fucking talking shit. Mm-hmm. Um, f- you know, uh, getting a laugh mm-hmm. and. I guess storytelling. Sure. And all three of those things we do at a medium range. You know what I mean? Like we're doing (laughs) these people out here fucking like blowing glass into like shapes of butterflies and shit. I'm like, damn, what the fuck? Like these people are Mm -hmm. skilled. You and I don't have skills. I don't have skills. Yeah. It's true. I don't have skills. It's hard for me to even upload the video of that, of this, of the things I don't do onto the app. Like, it's very hard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's hard for me to figure We're out. We're also the first millennials. So yes. we are like, we struggle through this. You guys don't understand. Like, 
talk about not having skills. Like we just got kicked <laughs> off this garage band. I've been doing we've been doing this garage band for five years. And all of a sudden, it's like telling me this random thing. Like, would you like to use this? Anyway, all this I to say, we are barely hanging on. We're the first millennials. We don't know. It's a lot for us to learn new things. We're like classic, that phrase of like old dog, new tricks. That's mm-hmm. us. It's true. And it's true. We are stitching this fucking podcast. Together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, just like very specifically, even with all the TikTok stuff, what's interesting is that all my makeup used to be my makeup um, previously had been taught to me by YouTube teens, by like um, on YouTube by Filipino drag teens. Those were <laughs> okay, the people very that, specific. Very specific because those don't, that's the people that looked most like my face. Okay, yeah. You know, there you go. And, and like, and so in that era, about, you know, seven, eight years ago, that's what was happening. Most of the YouTube, t- most of the makeup tutorials were happening on YouTube. And then it was a pivot to Instagram a little bit, but it was harder. And now it's TikTok. TikTok is where all the makeup stuff is happening. And now right. it's being taught to you by very specifically like an international, like accented uh, Asian, East Asian girl who like is Singaporean but lives in London. Okay. That's the vibe. That's the vibe. And she's the one it. that's telling me how to do my makeup now. Okay. It's very different. That's it's, great. It's very different. It's like, and it's, and it's really wild. I was talking to uh, one of my friends. She's like a a major makeup person. Like she worked at Charlotte Tilbury. She's like part of a lot of like sort of viral uh, products that are, happen on TikTok. She's going to work at Ilya now. Big time lady. And she was talking about how the Gen Z makeup kids are very skilled. Very skilled. Very skilled. They're all drag queens. They're, that's what I, I mean. I follow this one Gen Z. Um, like half Puerto Rican, half black girl in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And she just like doing her face, like uh, just putting together fits. And I'm like, how does this bitch know how to do this to her face? Like, this is like professional stuff. Yes. But I guess like that's the same thing as I like our parents were like, how do, how do our kids know how to fucking like videotape something or like, you know what I mean? Like, this is like things that they could have never imagined we can do with our phones. But they're doing like it now, on a level. Like they're that's what I mean. Like on a they're level. skilled. Yeah, I think it because of TikTok and YouTube and all that. Like it's highly skilled people mm-hmm. geeking out and nerding out, and it just makes me feel bad about myself, mostly because I don't have anything that I am like. I geek on or like I am highly skilled on. I wish I I had one. What? What is a, a skill that I do? Your or job. you do? No, that's not a skill. Anyone could do this job. Anyone could do a job. I I mean like make like looking your making your face look completely different with makeup. That's a skill. Yes. You know like um I don't know like putting vices on pieces of wood and bending it to your will Mm -hmm. to create a canoe. That's a fucking skill. Like I don't have anything like that. And I, I I'm starting to freak out. Like, yeah, everyone seems to have a skill. Yeah. I mean, what's going to happen? I've been doing what's going to happen when the water supply goes down. That's what I mean. Yeah. When we're out in these streets, 
You know, like if if a bitch could do makeup, at least you can like do that for your. You know, what? I'm very good at stealing. <laughs> like so many chiggy pickpocket. No, I'm just like I'm very brazen. Like I, people will be like, "Oh, there's no," like I, I can steal a lot of things. Like yeah. I, I walk, I can walk out of places with a lot of confidence. I can, okay. I, you know right. what I mean? Like I, that's the thing is like in the end game. That's going to be good that's for what I mean. like in end times, espionage. Yes. Yeah. In end times, like I'll just steal yeah. whatever. It's just mostly yeah. my brazenness. Right. I'll like, yeah. it's like, I would never be lack of regard for authority. Yes. Um, and personal property. No shame. Yeah. Yeah. No shame. Um, delayed guilt. Yes. <laughs> if ever. <laughs> um, uh, lightning quick compartmentalization. Yes. <laughs> it's almost like ah! it's happening in real time. <laughs> I'm just saying, Those I never- are the skills that will outlast, outlive, and outsmart <laughs> in the apocalypse. And just say, I, it's like I would never be the first to steal, but I wouldn't be the last. You know, I'd be in the yeah, meeting yeah. middle and I'd be competent and I'd be happy to do it. You know, I guess I could cook. Yeah. Both of us can cook. Uh, we can cook. I can cook. Hey, not everyone could cook. I'm realizing that that is a very specific thing. That like your palate and understanding balance mm-hmm. of um, flavors and textures, mm-hmm. that doesn't come to everyone. Yeah, it's, it's the same sort of also, it comes from the same uh, impulse mm. in people who are willing to fail. Because the only way you become yes. a good cook is by making a lot of things that suck. Bad stuff. Yeah. And you can't feel bad about it. You no. just got to be like, well, it's still food. Just like stealing. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> by the way, speaking of shows that I did this, uh, we did this week, I yeah. did a very fun show uh, at Beauty Bar for this really fun um He's like a performer and producer in Chicago. Uh, he does a really big event called Grelly Duval. It's really big. Alex Grelly. Um, and I did his show about Siegfried and Roy at Beauty Bar. It was very, very fun. Mm. But have you seen Jesse Williams' dick? Yeah. So it had broken. That news had broken mm-hmm. that evening. Uh-huh. And I talked about it. And I like was I felt like I was spreading the word of the Lord. You know what I mean? I was just letting people know there was ga- there were gasps in the audience. People uh-huh. were unaware because it was like you know when um like when people told other people about JFK being shot. Like people were yeah. at work and they didn't realize. Yes. Like, that's what I was doing. I was breaking the news. <laughs> yeah. and, you were you were the town crier. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I. Went to the door of Beauty Bar as I was leaving. And as people mm. were leaving, uh, I was just showing people pictures of, showing people the picture of, of his, his dick. dick. Yeah. After I had spoken about it, I was just like, just asking, not even really asking, just showing groups of gay men as they left Beauty Bar. Jesse Williams dick. Look what I have for you. Look what I have for you. You're going to squeal. You're going to squeal. And <laughs> what's crazy is prior to this, someone had very much in my text thread asked if they, I had, they had our consent in order for them to send this pic. And here I am at Beauty Bar just showing large groups of gay men <laughs> a picture on my phone. Everyone's yeah. squealing. Everyone is having a good time. Yeah, they, yeah. Like everyone is equal parts. It, it was funny. It was like people were equal parts thrilled, 
mm-hmm. concerned mm-hmm. as I was. Because it's too big. No. It's too big. No, it's not. Oh my gosh. No. I, I I think how that's blasphemous of you. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? It's, it's not too big. It's not it's great, is what it is. It's a colon situation. It's beautiful. It's a colon. <laughs> it's a colon situation. It's a colon cleanse. Well, if you're doing it right, it should always be a colon cleanse. <laughs> I'm cleansing I'm cleansing the colon prior. All right. Well, you know, not for you. Good for you. Not for me. It's that type of situation. Anyway, so you're you're showing people, and then what happens? It was just a really fun interaction. You know what I mean? Oh. Like it was just like the pure joy of like um, having this, everyone like, seeing everyone yeah. seeing it together, and we're all just uh, confabbing about it. I mean, it was yeah, it was equal parts like thrilled, too much, yeah. and mm-hmm. then um, everyone telling me my hair looked nice. You know what I mean? Like it was just oh, <laughs> that's what it really was about. That's what it was about. Forget the dick. It's just like he really did beautiful. say something about um, he did an interview and he was like, you know, I feel violated and people shouldn't, you know, you're in the theater, put your fucking phone away and blah blah. Yeah. And like this shouldn't be something that like I I don't like that this is out there. Sure. And I agree. I agree. I agree. Um. But I mean, come on. What fun. Aren't you aren't you a little proud? <laughs> I mean, no, and there was no shame. Be proud of that. No, like, one was, no one was upset. Sure, sure. Like the fact that it it's leaked, like, oh, that sucks, right? But imagine it leaked and it was ugly or tiny or you know what I mean? And like people didn't like it. And people didn't like it. And people were like, ew. No. Like, no, people were Love, salivating. Rave, rave reviews. Sure, you were being objectified, absolutely. Yeah, sure. As is every goddamn woman ever to be on any screen. I mean, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm not saying so you deserve it. I'm just saying, like, we do this. Mm-hmm. This is our culture. We objectify each other's looks. And you are a beautiful person. Get with the program. Yeah, and you have a huge dick. You're, and you're a beautiful person and you're famous. It shouldn't have happened to you. It should not have happened to you. Agreed. But now that it has happened. You know, let us celebrate that dick. I mean, this is also, it was like a moment of joy and delight that Twitter. It was, it's a beautiful cock. It was a beautiful, it was just a moment of joy. Unification. Yes. Yeah. yeah, It was like a small moment of like. When's the last time that Twitter rallied? 9-11. That's the last time. Yeah, exactly. Last time that Twitter ever rallied behind anything. 9-11, that is correct. Yeah. 100%. And so we, Two phallic buildings that crumbled in front of us. And Jesse Williams it was the death of the patriarchy symbolized Jesse, twice. W- Jesse Williams' penis is one of Bruh. those t- towers. <laughs> Erected those towers back up. It's the third, third tower. Third tower. <laughs> so thank God. It thank, is thank like, the Lord. And, you know, in that, it looks like a baseball play or something like that that he's doing. And, you know, he's he's not the only one naked. There's a lot of naked men. And they're like in the showers or something, which even makes them more erotic. Oh my God. That photo. Like, I'm just like, the, the people are like, when they were showing the picture, Grey's Anatomy is going to go on forever. I, I mean, forever. <laughs> it can never, it can never. With that and fight master, our friend fight master. Yeah. I mean, it's just too much hotness. Like you can't where, what woof. are we, what are we supposed to do? You know what I, I mean? We can't how be dare th- How dare I approach? <laughs> I mean, you can't do that to us as a society. No, no I'm crippled. 
You can't you can't overturn Roe and take away the dick. No, no, <laughs> no. Something's got to give. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Let the ladies have it for a second. Truly, it was it was one of those things where. It was so much, so much delight. I sent it to so many people. It was so fun. And like, you know, the thing is the image that's making the rounds, that it is like a juicy shower scene. And so when I was showing to everybody, they were like, what is this? Is it wet? Is it like, is he peeing? And I was like, no. Honey, that is our collective drool because we are all gagging. Like that. Uh No, truly. Like, it was so, it's so delightful. It was so fun and delightful. Like just period. Beautiful. It was beautiful. It was beauty. Like what a what a wonderful thing to be able to contribute to the culture. Thank you, Jesse Williams, and the DNA that flows through your. And we're cum. sorry. And we're sorry. And we are sorry. I am sorry. But it's the same thing that you. happened to Chris Evans yes! when his thing leaked, and everyone's like, "Stop, Chris Evans!" I'm like, "Yes, that sucks, but it leaked." Be proud. That's America's cock. Captain America. That's my Captain, Captain America. America. That's my cocktail America. All right. Cancel. <laughs> Cancel. Bye. <laughs> oh, okay. One last thing about shows. Now that like we're gearing up for shows. Yeah. Buy your tickets, by the way, on sale Wednesday um, for the Lookout series in Chicago. I. This is such a crazy story. That I'm going to blind it. Okay. What are those things called? Blind submissions or? Yes, blind item. Blind item, yeah. <coughs> Anonymous, please, on Dumas. <laughs> so before I moved to LA, I, you might remember this. I came out here a month earlier to like look for apartments. Yes. And while I was out here, I, uh, I was like, crazily like i need to get booked on mm-hmm. shows and i got booked on a show and the booker uh remembered me and booked me again when i moved back okay wow this booker yeah. let's just call her diane okay so diane books me again she was like you're back let me book you and i was like oh great and we've you know like it became friendly okay and she um also, I was in a sh- like a short film in like 20, 2018, um, and she ended up producing that too. Okay. So like it, we just kind of kept like crossing paths, right? Okay. Fast forward, and and then the last time we see her is like we used to do suddenly stand up a show at UCB. Yes. She came out afterwards. We had like drinks met eric blah blah and that's the last time we saw like suddenly stand up which was like 2018 2019 um and you know through the pandemic blah blah we lost touch sure anyway fast forward to a week ago i get an email from my rep saying diane wants to meet with you and diane is now the um, current and development executive at this huge studio. What? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? When did that happen? Yeah. Uh, okay. So we meet for drinks and Diane goes, uh, we catch up, blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. great. And she goes, uh, but I, I, I hate my job. I have to go somewhere else. 
this is not where I want to be. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm sorry to hear that. You mm-hmm. know? And she was like, but while I'm here, let me buy something from you. What do you got? Let me spend What? And I go, what? <laughs> I go, excuse me? He's like, yeah, like, let's get it. Let's get, let's set something up yeah. before I leave. And I'm like, um, okay. And I like kind of soft pitch or yeah. an idea. And he's like, that sounds wonderful. Bring it in. Let's pitch it. And I'm like, um, uh, okay. Uh, 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 cool. I'll, I'll email you. <laughs> what? And you know, I have, yeah, exactly. What? And I, I pitched her Quest Inc., which is a idea. I don't know if I, have I told you about this idea? Patent pending. Patent pending. No one, <laughs> no one steal it. <laughs> It's an idea. It's like an animated idea about a fantasy world, uh-huh. kind of like Lord of the Rings. You know, your Game of Thrones, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an animated version. Uh, but the comedy is workplace comedy. Cool. So it's a crew of adventurers mm-hmm. in a world where questing has been corporatized. Okay. And they're like a third rate group that has that goes on these like missions or cool. whatever Love it. And, and and the the comedy is more about the characters than it is like we have to slay this dragon like the dragons like in the background anyway sure. it's the office so like i i i have been like kind of like working on this pitch for a little bit and i brought it to some animation people and they both were like it's uh. <laughs> <laughs> like like didn't really get it yeah you know so like i was like all right well maybe this is not as fun of an idea Mm -hmm. and then when i soft pitched it to her diane was so excited cool and now i'm like so excited to get back into this thing yeah anyway more of the story is it that's why people say like just be nice to everyone yes you know what i mean like not that like you sh- because one day they're going to be something like yeah sure but that's why maybe the better thing to say is like that's why you're not you don't go around being an asshole to people who like books your show or like is like kind of they're helping or whatever because you never know when those people will become the head of development at a major studio you know like this yes. person was booking like stand up shows mm-hmm. you know and not even not doing the stand-up show, booking it. Yeah. Chicago doesn't have this, I don't think. But LA, there are people who solely do the business end of stand-up booking and stand like peep doing the thing and they don't perform. Crazy. It's 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 like a way into like producer life, like by yeah. creating like connections with stand-ups and connection with comedy people. And then when they like exactly this thing, like when mm-hmm. they become executives are like oh who are the people i love to book these are the people i should reach out to and now they're gonna you know hopefully make my job easier and it's just some it's just someone i had never even thought to think of yeah. i never eat like completely out of my mind and then now we're we're working together hopefully in this new way and i, I sent her my short film and blah blah so like anyway it was just like a fucking crazy experience from getting booked on a sh- in a stand-up show five years ago to this relationship 
kind of coming back into a cycle again. Crazy. It's so crazy. That's so LA. So <laughs> I mean, truly, like it is. nothing like it that really would ever is. happen here. It's just not built for that yeah. there in Chicago. You know, yeah. it, it might be like... Uh, but a, those people yeah. in Chicago that you work with, mm-hmm. when they are in LA... Yes, we'll remember in you. that position, yeah. those are the people that want to reach out again. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Yeah. I And the people I love working the most with are Chicago people. No, obviously, like, that's stupid. Why not? You know, like... It's the smartest people. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. To 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 do the thing, yeah, because yeah. like we go through hell. Yeah. It's it's yeah. So anyway, I I just wanted to shout out Diane and shout out That's just crazy. kind of crazy karma, like or whatever it's called, like the 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 cycle of it. Peter, is, do you ever think that you may have had like a horrible past life? I know it. I had a horrible current life. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, I mean like the way that like these like karmic instances, like you know what I mean? Where like very recently, like there's been time and time again where like like um a person whose life you touched three or four or five, ten years ago comes back and it was able to, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it's like it's very and it's not that it doesn't again take away from any of the hard work or your own talent. But there have been several instances where, like, people whose lives that you don't realize you touched come yeah. back to, like, reward you or, like, or are grateful for their, uh, for their lives having been touched by you, you know? And it's, like, and it has, has reaped a lot of benefits for you. Like, you know, it's just, like, it's the circumstances are always a little bizarre like that, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like, wild. Yeah. Like only could have been scripted type of situation. Yes. Like, it's very LA. It's very LA. Yeah, you're right. You know? I mean, right. and so, but that's what I mean. It's like, again, it doesn't take away from all the other stuff that you already do and are capable of and have been accomplishing. But there's just been like, I'm just like, there's um, well, yeah, like, it's like, how about a way? Like, it's like that sort of like cosmic, sort of like karmic thing, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's not just luck. Like unmyung fate, jom, yeah, yeah. That's not the word I'm looking for, but for sure that too. Like uh, uh, sometimes it's like, like when this happened, I was like, oh, this is crazy. Like it's scary. Yes. How like, yeah. It's also like very. Um, it makes me really like happy because I'm seldom genuinely surprised you know what I mean and like and that really makes me happy that like that's that's still possible oh wow that's really you know what I mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know it's crazy because so at this other show that I did, mm-hmm. it was for a mom's at PTA, truly. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was, uh-huh. in the, it was in the basement of a Hackney's in Glenview. And um, really top, I mean, it was, it was a great show, but you know what I mean? It was like, 
I, it was one of those things, those gigs in the burbs and you know it's going to pay $100. It's like, it's nice, you know? But the before I go to the show, a friend of mine from high school who I had not spoken to in over 20 years reached out. I was like, Whoa. I, is this you? Whoa. Yes. She was coming to the show, had reached out to let me know that she was coming. Oh, my God. I talked. I mean, it was so crazy, Peter. And also, we picked up exactly <gasps> where you left exactly off. Exactly where we left off. Wow. And like, what's crazier is that she is so leads such a different, radically different life than mine. Mm-hmm. And she has seven fucking kids. Whoa. <laughs> she yes. She's one Fuck. of thirteen. Yeah, she's one of thirteen. But it's crazy, and. She just always knew what she wanted. Like she was in such a hurry to grow up. Like you know how we could have graduated sophomore year of high school. You know what I mean? Like after your sophomore year, you're basically just doing AP credits, like towards mm-hmm. you know. But the, yeah, yeah. the idea is that you would have all this credit and be able to be a sophomore in college, but none of the college you would want to get into would ever accept that credit. Right, 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 right. exactly. So yeah. she was like, "I, I just am going to graduate." And I'm going to go to college because I don't want to go to some fancy school. I just want to go to this school. I just want to go. I want to yeah. go to okay. college. It's enough. And so she went to college at 16, graduated mm. at 19, and graduated med school at 22. Wow. Yes. So <laughs> fully done. And then signed up for the war. Yeah. <laughs> and, <then became. laughs> and actually, what's crazy is that woman, Sammy Lee. <laughs> Sammy with an eye, a heart on top of it. <laughs> I mean, truly, it was. It's wow, not, that's cool. It's cool, but I mean, what was interesting is that she always felt she always felt good about the decision. She didn't have any of these like sort of angsty existential sort of questions about like whether or not she was making the right decision, whether or not something mm-hmm. better. She's like, this is what she wanted to do. It was unequivocally like it wasn't like she couldn't wasn't capable of more. But this is what she wanted to do. That's beautiful. I know. Good I, for her. I know. That was really what it was. It was like such a Good like, for her. It was such like a refreshing, healthy fucking conversation with a person yeah. that was healthy and happy in their lives. I don't attach to it at all. Yes. But good for her. <laughs> good for her. I don't know what that's like. I, that's not my life. That's not my journey. My was, journey is chaotic and I'm never going to stop wanting more. But good for you. I'm starving. I'm so <laughs> thirsty all the time. I'm parched. I, you know what I mean? Like, I can't. Yeah. It was crazy to interact with someone like that and wow. feel and bask in the glow of that sort of contentment. Yeah. The confidence in knowing yes. that you're exactly where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't annoying. Ugh. <laughs> Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's all the time we have today <laughs> fuck unji's friend fuck uh, Lee. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> thanks for joining um come on back check out the patreon we're almost at 50 patreons once we hit that you know that zip, zip, zip. fairfax merch is going out by the way fairfax season two is dropping june 10th i know it's early Ooh. but Get ready, get rewatched episodes, back your knowledge up because you will need it for the second episode, uh, second season. All right, we're going to be in uh, Chicago at the Steppenwolf Theater, June 12th. 
Find us there. And also 17th through the 20th, 17th through the 19th, sorry, June 17th and 19th in Washington, D.C. at the Comedy Loft. Uh, come check us out there. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Audio.